You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 450. How can you develop a positive attitude? I want to start with a verse from the Old Testament from the book of Numbers, and it says this, But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of that land. Now, maybe you know the story, maybe you don't, but let me just give you a quick recap. When God brought his people out of Egypt, if you've seen the movie The Ten Commandments or um, the Exodus story, read the Exodus story, God brought his people out of Egypt, out of bondage, and he brought them to the promised land, the land that he had promised their forefathers. When they got there, Moses, who was leading the nation, leading the people, took a a man from each of the 12 tribes and sent them out to scout or to spy out the promised land. When they returned, their report was very interesting because they said, yes, this is amazing land. It's, It's a land flowing with milk and honey and the fruit are massive and everything looks wonderful except... The people who live there are giants. They're too powerful. Their cities are walled. We can't conquer them. So 10 of the spies gave that report. 10 of the spies said, there's no way we can conquer. But the other two, Caleb and Joshua, both said, by all means, we can go up and take it. God has given it into our hands. But as often happens, it was the negative report that moved the people and they began to complain and against Moses. Why have you brought us out here to die in the desert? There's no way we can take this land. And, and, and you know, it just kind of shows us that human nature really hasn't changed that much in several thousand years because the world is still full of negativity. It's hard to go through your day without encountering somebody with a negative attitude, somebody who wants to complain. And even in church, sometimes we find people like this, people who are just always complaining about something. And in many cases, when we see these negative people, that negativity is being fueled by fear. And that's what was happened in this story, um, that they were scared. They said, there's no way we can conquer this land. The people are giants. There's too many of them. The walls on their cities are too high. So, so there was this fear kept them from stepping in to their destiny. And you know, what I find fascinating is, well, two things. First of all, the negative attitude actually kept them away from their promised um, inheritance. That generation, with the exception of, of Joshua and Caleb, 
all those men died without going into the promised land. Um, God's punishment was that they would wander through the wilderness for 40 years. That generation would die out. Joshua and Caleb, though, um, were still alive when they went in. But isn't it interesting that all 12 of the spies were correct? The negative attitude of the 10 kept them out of the promised land. It kept them from achieving their destiny. Their fear and lack of faith kept them out of the land that God wanted to give them. But the positive attitude of Joshua and Caleb actually gave them entrance into their destiny. Now, it was a little bit longer than they anticipated, but they eventually got there and spent time enjoying that inheritance before they died. Joshua actually became the leader who led them in after that generation died out. Um, Joshua ended up being the man to replace Moses. Caleb was the only other person from his generation that God allowed into the promised land. And at 85 years of age, he still had this attitude that said, we can do anything. He, he said, come on, let me, let me have the hill country where the giants are at, Joshua. I'll go take them. I can still fight like I did when I was a younger man. Um, and, you know, at 85, he still felt that he had some unfinished business with the giants. He said, I'm as strong now as when Moses sent me on that journey. I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. Man, I admire that. That's a, that's a, uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit older myself and I, I appreciate the attitude of Caleb, you know, the, the fact that uh, he, he still wanted to go and take on those giants. And, you know, there's a lot of things in our life we can't control. Um, one of the things, though, that we have absolute control over is our attitude. Are we going to live in negativity or are we going to live in faith and positivity? Um, I can choose, just like Caleb, just like Caleb and, 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 and the other spies, how I'm going to respond when things don't go my way. Am I going to immediately go to the negative or am I going to stay in faith? Am I going to stay positive and look for God's hand in that particular situation. All right, don't go away. We'll be right back. In fact, when we come back, I'm going to be giving you three keys, three tips, uh, three thoughts on having and maintaining a positive attitude. But before we do that, I wanted to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, New Testament Snapshots. New Testament Snapshots is an exciting uh, tale right out of the New Testament of 12 of the lesser known characters. We study people that you've probably heard their names. Some of them you may not have, but they still played a role in the New Testament, in the church, in making sure and, 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 and helping to see that Christianity was firmly established in the Roman Empire. Uh, some men, some women, uh, these 12 characters, uh, really there's not a ton written about them, but there's enough, if we're willing to dig a little bit, there's enough to give us a pretty clear portrait of the kind of people they are. You know, snapshots, when you scroll through the pictures on your phone, every story, <clears throat> every picture has a story. Every picture, uh, there's memories associated with it. Oh, we were on vacation. Oh, we were out to eat with some friends and at this wonderful restaurant, and it was beautiful. And 
there's, there's memories, there's stories associated with our pictures. Well, it's the same in the Bible. When we read the New Testament and we read about these 12 lesser-known characters, um, these, these snapshots provide stories that we can learn from. So click on the link for New Testament snapshots. You can read the first chapter or so for free. I think Amazon lets you do that, but by all means, click and get a copy. You can get the ebook or paperback, and I know you will love it. All right, we're back. So I want to let you know we're now going to take, I'm going to give you three important tips to help you develop a positive attitude. Now listen, some of us are more prone to negativity than positivity. It's just personality type. But we can't hide behind our personality. For years, I was that negative person, always complaining. Um, If I'm real honest, that really was part of my personality for so long. But I, I made a conscious effort. God spoke to me, convicted me. I knew it was wrong, and I began working to change my outlook on life. I began to change working on developing my attitude. And and really, I tried to become as much as possible that person who is positive and faith-filled. I still have my moments like all of us, but it's definitely been a shift in my personality, and it can be for you too. Maybe you're that person who's just always upbeat and always positive. That's wonderful. But for so many of us who aren't, I think these three tips will help us on our journey to, to having an attitude that honors God. Let's face it, negativity just doesn't honor God. It poisons us, it poisons those around us, and it's a terrible, <coughs> excuse me, terrible witness for our faith. So here we go. Number one, surround yourself with positive people. Well, Dave, you don't know my family. Well, Dave, you don't know the people I work with. Now, absolutely, I get it. I've been in those environments with with family members, with close friends, with people that you work with. And I get it. Sometimes you don't have control over it. There are times when you just end up in an office with people that are complaining all the time. I get that. But you do have control over the other people that you spend your time with. And I would just encourage you to go out of your way to find positive people. One of the ways you can do that is finding a great church, where, where it's positive and faith-filled, and, 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 and get into a small group. Small groups we've found in our church are one of the greatest ways to help people shift their attitude because you've got people who can encourage you, people who can speak the positive even when you want to be negative, and people who can really challenge you and hold you accountable when you want to be negative. So I encourage you, get into a great church, Get into a small group at that church. Um, If you're not a church person, I'd I'd encourage you to find some other type of uh, support group with positive people that encourage you. Or maybe it's just some great friends that you can spend time with that are going to be encouraging and not let you wallow in that negativity, that um, poisonous attitude of negativity. Um, So surround yourself with positive people. Number two, listen, fill yourself with God's Word. The the Scriptures tell us that faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. What I find is when I fill my mind and my heart with God's Word, it builds faith on the inside of me, and faith and positivity go hand in hand. 
These two things work so well together. And I, I, I find that when I put God's Word inside of me, when I meditate on it, when I quote it, when I, I, I make it a part of my life, um, it really changes my focus and changes my outlook. Um, just taking God's, a steady intake of God's Word um, just by itself isn't going to change your attitude because you have to act on it. Um, we know that, 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 you know, faith without works is dead. We have to actually take a step, and that means practicing. But get yourself full of God's Word because when you do, it's going to build your faith, and you're going to find your attitude is going to begin to shift. And those things, whereas before might have led to worry or doubt or just a spirit of negativity, now you're going to operate in faith. You're going to operate in in, in, in that spirit of believing that God's in control and, and that positivity is going to begin to really uh, uh, change your world. And then number three, <clears throat> number three, train yourself. Train yourself. This is what I've had to do and I still do. Train yourself to speak positive, faith-filled words. If your natural bent, if your natural reaction to most situations is to say the negative thing, I encourage you to begin to take steps to shift that thing in your life. It's, it's creating a new habit. It's, it's breaking an old habit, and it's creating a new one. It's not going to happen overnight, but you have to start somewhere. So you begin to train yourself Instead of saying that negative thing that pops right into your head, start looking for something positive to say. Start looking for, okay, what's what's God's viewpoint on this? What's the positive? What's the encouraging thing I can say? What's the, what's the scriptural, faith-filled thing that I can say that's going to encourage those around me and is also going to encourage myself? Listen, like I said, we're, we're, sometimes it's creating a new habit can take some time. Um, creating a new habit doesn't take place overnight, but you have to start somewhere. And the way you start is you, you, you begin catching yourself. God, please help me to, to, to catch myself before I speak those negative things out. And you begin to pray and the Holy Spirit will begin to convict you. There'll be, <clears throat> there'll be moments when, when, when you'll feel that thing rising up inside of you where you just always want to complain and be negative, but you catch yourself and you say, no, 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 God's in control here. It's okay. It's going to be fine. Um, I trust God in this situation. And we look for those things that are positive. You know, Paul, Paul tells us that we should rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. It might be as easy as learning how to be thankful. Learning how to be thankful in different situations will really go a long way to help you become more positive and filled with faith. So quick recap. Surround yourself with positive people. Put yourself in an environment of faith. Uh, one of the things that really attracted us to the church that we've been a part of now for 25 years or so was this, this idea of faith. Um, this, this belief that we God can do anything and He's allowed us to be a part of that process. And really, Instead of speaking the negative, the, the leaders go out of their way to speak the positive and to speak the encouraging word rather than the discouraging word. So surround yourself with positive people. Fill yourself with God's word. Number two, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get the word of God inside of you. Quote it. Meditate on it. Memorize it. Uh, speak it. 
speak God's word, you'll, you'll be amazed at what happens when you let that word come out of your mouth instead of that negative poisonous thing. And then number three, train yourself. Break the bad habit, create a new habit if that's what you have to do, but train yourself to speak positive and faith-filled words. If you do, it's going to be incredible. So as we wrap up, here's the question. What is the default position of your attitude? And like most of us, it's probably wavers back and forth, but you're probably either more negative or more positive. Um, as I said, for many years, I was I tended to be more negative, but I've really, really worked on becoming a more positive, faith-filled person. Is faith or fear your default position? Which one is it? I encourage you to take a look, and I'd love to hear from you. You can think of anything I missed, some other ways that you can uh, shift that attitude. I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post so that we um, can stay in touch and keep the conversation going. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. Make sure you check out my resource highlight, New Testament Snapshots, and we will see you next time on Leading and Learning.